Welcome to Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Hung. The world of technology and healthcare are ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff so much. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health IT news meshed together in new ways, which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, we'll be discussing blockchain in healthcare. Today's episode is sponsored by Medigy. Learn more about their healthcare software, ratings, rankings, reviews, feedback at Medigy.com. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the hashtag HITSM and our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 13 years of health IT blog content at healthcareittoday.com. Blockchain. I wanted to talk about this for a while, man. Are you excited? I'm excited. It took us this long to finally cover a topic which has been in the news and all over uh, all the articles for a long time. So looking forward to digging into this one with you, John. For good and bad, it's there. (laughs) So we've got four topics we're going to cover today. First of all, we're going to uh, start with a quick definition of what is blockchain. We're going to explain that to folks in an easy, understandable manner. Then you and I are going to talk a little bit about the positive and negative or the advantages and disadvantages of blockchain. We're going to then dive into healthcare blockchain hype, uh, what's good, what's bad, what's believable, what's not believable, and then where can where can blockchain really be useful in healthcare will be our final question that we covered today. So I'm excited. This is a packed agenda. So, John, let's just get right into it and go, what is blockchain? So what is blockchain? I think the first thing that has to be pointed out is the difference between blockchain and Bitcoin, which a lot of people use interchangeably. So Bitcoin uses blockchain, but blockchain is not Bitcoin. So I think that's the first thing to to describe. And really, Bitcoin uses the blockchain to do a monetary system, but blockchain can be used for all sorts of things. And at the end of the day, blockchain really is just a distributed ledger. So it's a ledger of transactions that are distributed across a whole wide group of of uh, computers essentially there's a bunch of servers that are mining what they call which actually goes in and mines all of those transactions and verifies the transactions and makes sure that they call it an immutable record that literally if it's once it's put on there that everyone knows what that is and the the processing power behind it verifies it so that's my simplistic uh, kind of way to say what blockchain is it's really just a distributed ledger of information but the really powerful things about it right so the things to understand about blockchain that make it interesting is that it's decentralized so all of the data is stored across a whole hub of of uh, different computers and software systems that are processing the blockchain and that make the blockchain data available everything that's on the register so there's no central hub it's not like facebook that controls all of its servers the community at large controls all of the servers so that's one the second is that it improves trust because it's delegated across that and it uses complex math algorithms to essentially assert that that information is accurate so i think that's the other thing that's really powerful about it and so you know i mean when you look at it that you know those are the two biggest 
things, right? So it can be used for all sorts of things, including mitigating fraud through the transparency of the ledger. If you don't like what they're doing, you can create a branch and you can fork it and create your own blockchains. You can do all sorts of things. So, you know, a lot of people like it for that reason, because it's like, oh, if you hated Facebook, you can roll it off and do it yourself. If you hate Bitcoin, you can roll it off and create your own cash currency, obviously with different challenges. So I'd say that's the interesting thing. Although I have to also give my, my favorite quote from someone who said, blockchain is less efficient in every way except one. <laughs> and I would actually say it's up to the decentralization and trust. So uh, that's kind of my overview of blockchain. It's interesting. I mean, I, I it took me a long time to figure out what blockchain was. Admittedly, I was a, you know, I didn't really dig into it. And the way I look at blockchain is I'm pretty simplistic. I look at it as a combination of a log file that's stored in the cloud that's immutable. It's it, once it's there, it's there. It cannot be changed. And uh, BitTorrent <laughs> or Napster. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it is. Much like Napster, where you know the, the song files and the files you're trying to download were never stored on a single place. You, you never knew where it was coming from. It could be stored on a thousand computers, a hundred computers, and it didn't matter because when you needed it, it was there, and it would come down and it would be grabbed. I, I kind of view blockchain in these simplistic terms. It's sort of like this giant chain of custody of all this information and to which you can download and then where it is is sort of unknown it, it's sort of out there and not centralized which makes it very very powerful but it does make it very slow <laughs> though at least in terms of storage of data it's interesting one of the interesting things that i haven't caught up to him i saw this probably a year ago maybe more uh the guy who built BitTorrent was trying to create it had blockchain um uh, capabilities but was using the BitTorrent network and it was trying to use drive space rather than CPU which does the complex math to create an immutable register. I'm not sure how far it's gone but I love the idea of what if you use a network of computers using BitTorrent and the unique drive space on those to identify uh, you know the immutable register pretty fascinating to consider but uh, I'm not sure how far it's gone on that <laughs> <laughs> I think definitely the one thing about blockchain that people do appreciate is the security aspect the fact that you know once a transaction is made once something has done to the record or the ledger you know it cannot be changed it's there forever you can then backtrack and see what it looked like before and sort of the after picture you can rebuild the entire transaction history from that chain so I think that's what makes at least in terms of what's attractive to me that is what's the really most attractive bit of the of the uh, of blockchain it's less to me about the decentralization although that is powerful too but in purely in terms of the healthcare aspect I look at it and go hey it's the security aspect and the immutable aspect that is the most appealing yeah, and interesting. I think a lot of people would say the most exciting thing is the anonymity part of it. Although they'd say the, the pessimists would say so they can anonymously pay for hackers uh, to release their ransomware and to do other nefarious things. So <laughs> there is well, a nefarious element to all of this. And that's that's a great lead into our next question, John. Around what are the advantages and disadvantages of blockchain. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the distributed nature of it. You know, unlike you, I think that's actually one of the most powerful things. Uh, yeah, not that you said it wasn't powerful, but uh, I, I love that uh, you, you can roll off and do your own. In, in a lot of ways, it's taking some of the open source principles that have been so powerful for me and my business and for many, you know, really for every business to be able to leverage that and be able to do it, I think is a powerful thing. 
I think we're still early on the curve of what's possible because there are a lot of negatives. Yeah, for me, again, I go back to the, you know, the immutable aspect of blockchain as my sort of positive about it. I really do think that the fact that you can now track who's touched a record, what's been done to a record, and it cannot be changed. To me, that is what's the most powerful piece and the most applicable to healthcare. Uh, I also think it's probably the, the easier thing for people to grasp is like, okay, I got this thing where any transaction, anything done to it, I can always track it. Uh, to me, that's sort of the, the biggest uh, thing about positive about blockchain. The negative part, I think, is its association with the dark web. You know, you hear about Bitcoin, you hear about all these things that Bitcoin can be used and the anonymity of it and the whole thing about, you know, how it could be destabilized entire currencies. And I think, unfortunately, that part of the hype around blockchain has really detracted from blockchain and kind of given a, put a fear into people about why they may not want to even touch it right now. Um, so to me, that's sort of the negative and disadvantage of blockchain. It's nothing to do with blockchain itself. It's really more about how it's been first deployed. Definitely a lot of efficiency problems here. And there's so many headlines about how much power is wasted. Uh, I recently saw, I think it was a tweet or maybe it was a story I read that said with five Raspberry Pis, I could create the full distributed ledger. <laughs> it's like, you know, because it, it, it was only like, I can't remember, 100 gig in size, the full blockchain. But the processing power needed to verify the 100 gig of transactions was so much that it's using all this power. Of course, the power is just cooling the system to be able to do it in in large extent. So, you know, it's like there is a really interesting point that uh, there's a lot of things that don't need the distributed nature, that don't leverage the distributed nature, that don't need the trusted ledger. And so, you know, what's the point? You're you're wasting it, at least for now, until we see some other innovations. Yeah, no, I and the other thing, sort of the other disadvantage I see about blockchain is that there's so little, there's so few skills in using it yet. You know, if you were right now trying to hire somebody who knew a lot about blockchain, I think they're probably lying on their resume, right? Like it's so new <laughs> and so different that we don't have a lot of uh, critical mass of resources of people working with it. So I think also the scarcity of, of talent in this area is very uh, limiting for healthcare. And therefore, I think it'll be a long time before any of us, whether it's healthcare or other industries, start really using it other than in finance, because right now that's where the money is. Uh, so yeah, to me, that's another disadvantage of, of blockchain, it's just the lack of resources. No, it's, it's definitely a challenge. And even just understanding it properly, there's a lot, there's so many fakes out there that, and I think there's also a security aspect uh, yeah, I have a, a friend that lived here in Vegas, although now he's Puerto Rico and Miami and Vegas and all sorts of places. But, uh, you know, he, he has, a, I think, you know, a few hundred million dollar lawsuit against AT&T because someone SIM swapped him and, and still is Bitcoin. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting uh, challenges that uh, are still associated, even security wise, even if it's immutable. Yeah, I will say another positive about blockchain, though, is one of the advantages it's definitely hot. So if you've got anything <laughs> with the word blockchain in it and you're a health IT company or a startup, you'll definitely get some attention. You're going to have to start breaking through the hype barrier because people are kind of looking at it now skeptical and going, okay, what is it that you're trying to do on the blockchain? Because it's been hyped up way too much. But that to me is, it is a positive is that, you know, it is drawing a lot of attention from investors and from healthcare people.
Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Healthcare IT Today with John Lin and Colin Hung. Today's episode is sponsored by the team at Metagy. They offer a platform that helps users discover and share quantitative evaluations of digital health solutions. You can read reviews, cast your vote, and comment on the various products that are available in digital health today. Metagy's goal is to provide an unbiased view of the myriad of healthcare solutions that are available on the market. You can learn more at Medigy.com. That's M-E-D-I-G-Y.com. So, John, we've been talking about blockchain, and now we're going to get into the most interesting part of the discussion, which is blockchain hype. And there's a tweet that we're showing on the screen for those that are watching just around a, a market tune a cartoon that talks about whether or not people should focus on blockchain. And pretty much the answer is there, no one knows what it is, but we should focus on it anyways. So it's kind of a nice little way to encapsulate the fact that, you know, what, you know, what can we believe? What about the hype around blockchain? Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I think the cartoon captures it so well. You know, where should we focus? Blockchain. It'll change everything. It's what everyone's talking about. And the potential is so enormous and we don't want to be left behind. Our competitors are doing it. Unfortunately, I think a lot of companies are using that hype to raise money for startups that don't actually leverage what blockchain does. And so I think that's what you have to be leery of is are they actually using the features that make blockchain useful and unique or are they just mentioning blockchain as a way to generate buzz for their company, to raise money, try to do something you know, along the hype cycle. So, you know, if, if for me, if I were looking at anyone that mentioned blockchains and they're talking about storing the record, then I'm gonna not trust them at all because you're not gonna store your health records on a blockchain, right? And if you check out our posts on Healthcare IT Today, uh, Todd Whiney from InterSystems, he went through a whole bunch of these and you know credit him because he, he provided a great list and he highlighted the point that the quality of what's stored in the HR system is bigger than the entire blockchain, right? So, and let's not even talk about things like uh, images or, or other things like that that just blow it away, let alone genomics, which, uh, you know, is even well beyond that. So, you know, anyone that thinks they're going to store a record on the blockchain, it's not going to happen. I don't even think it's going to be a replacement for interoperability. Uh, the speeds just aren't there to be able to make it happen. Um, also, revenue cycle or claims or prior auth, you know, like any of those things, I, I don't think, you know, that it doesn't make any sense for those to happen. Um, you know, it's interesting, Todd Whiney from InterSystems, he said that he didn't think supply chain would be an area where I think it could happen, where he thought it would happen. And his point was a good one. He essentially was saying that, hey, if if there's fraud existing, the fraud will just exist on the blockchain. <laughs> so if they're doing something inappropriately, sourcing the materials wrong, you know, and distributing drugs that are with poor materials, well, that's just going to go on the blockchain and be distributed that way. It's not going to solve all your problems like some people would like it to. But I, there is somehow uh, using the blockchain in the supply chain to trust a source that is a trusted source. So I, I think there could be some uses there. What about you? Where do you see it? Uh, well, definitely, I agree with you that, uh, that the where it's overhyped is definitely in the area of records. Um, I think, you know, you just talked about the fact that records are too large to be on the blockchain. It would require too much computing power to use. I definitely agree. I would go one step further to say, even though there have been some uh, startups that talk about using blockchain as a sort of key to get to a record, 
right? So it's not the record itself, but a key to get to it. My point is, where's that other, in that case, where's that record being stored? Where is the central yeah, repository? <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, it's on another blockchain somewhere or it's on a BitTorrent. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think that, you know, what I think we're seeing now is we're seeing a lot of people who have amazing ideas who really don't understand the way healthcare works. Now, some people would say that's an advantage. You shouldn't really have to know an industry in order to disrupt an industry. I think, unfortunately, this ignores the reality of what healthcare is like today. And I think that's where the hype is has overtaken blockchain, where we do have a lot of people who understand the technology, but have no clue the politics, the reimbursement models, the, the, the uh, entrenched players that exist today. Now, that may not be true 10 years from now, but I think today to try and implement a blockchain idea that most of these people have, I just think would be impossible. It just it, it's not going to happen. It's a nice toy to play with, and it's a nice prototype and a nice proof point, but maybe it's not going to be very practical in terms of an investment in my mind. Yeah, I think another area that is a real challenge for healthcare is anyone talking about like population health or analytics stuff. And it's like, well, transactional databases were too slow to do with a lot of the analytics stuff that people wanted to do. And we think blockchain, which is even slower, is going to be able to do it. I mean, there's a reason NoSQL databases and things are being used for analytics. So, you know, I think that's another area that's way overhyped, not going to happen. So forget about it. <laughs> Well, John, that's a really good way, a segue into our final question, which is where can blockchain actually be useful in healthcare? Yeah, so I mean, I think there's a number of areas. I'll steal a line from uh, David Holding at uh, Microsoft, and he really described it well. He said that if you want to look at where healthcare could use blockchain, that look at the existing B2B health, because if they have an existing network to create trust between those partners that are already working together, but they needed a way to create the software around that trust relationship. So I think that's a really interesting idea that David offered. You know, some other ones that actually Todd from Inner Systems uh, mentioned, he talks about patient data management and really kind of identifying a unique patient across multiple systems. And I actually would qualify, you know, I think he offers like three of those, one for patients, another's provider credentialing. We're seeing that already happen in big ways. Like why does an insurance company have to credential every single provider? And why does a provider have to provide every single insurance company proof that they are a doctor and that they can, uh, can practice medicine could blockchain help to streamline that and create a trusted framework uh you know that allows uh insurance companies and other organizations to credential physicians so i think patients physicians and then the third one we kind of talked about in the supply chain could we do it with supplies a, a trusted supplies i think that's an interesting area you know all three of those are interesting ones that could be uh, used with blockchain yeah, for me, I mean, I definitely agree with the credentialing one. I've heard and read some stories around that, and I find that very fascinating because you're right. I mean, that's an inefficiency that shouldn't exist. Why do I have to credential with everyone? I could do use the blockchain in a way to auth, well, to basically credential with one source, and then everyone can just access it. Um, so, you know, I, I like that idea. For me, another one would be actually to do with lab results. Um, 
not so much maybe in day-to-day -day operations, but for chain of custody to know, you know, hey, this lab, this was your blood that went in and this is what happened to it. This is what, who's worked on it. These are the results that are now reported on it. Those, that's an area I think that blockchain could quite be very interesting. Obviously for, for, um, for a quick lab test where it's uh, mission critical or life-saving, that could be very valuable. Also in the criminal cases and those kinds of things for chain of custody, it's very important. I also think blockchain can be useful in research, especially as research get past, you know, uh, specimens and things get passed from one organization to another. You can use a blockchain to transmit data and then people can figure out what, what's happened to that information as it's passed from one organization to another. So I look at research and I look at lab results, frankly, as a way of, of kind of deploying blockchain in a limited fashion where it could be successful. Yeah, the other ones that I think are interesting is the granular nature of blockchain. So, for example, consent management. Could we build a whole consent infrastructure for patients to consent, you know, to for um, a certain consent to apply to a certain piece of data that allows a certain provider to access it and that, that can be applied to other providers that have been credentialed through a blockchain. I think there's you could become much more sophisticated. I'm not sure it necessarily needs blockchain, but it creates more of that trust, especially when you're talking about applying the consent across multiple organizations, then maybe blockchain is that trusted source of information for consent management because because the reality is right now we kind of have blanket consents. Either you can share it or you can't, you know, and, and, and that's not really fair to patients. I'm working on an article right now on Healthcare IT Today about this, right, where patients want the ability to say, hey, all of this information, please share with my provider. But this mental health information, I don't want you to share with them because I don't want to be discriminated against in that situation. So, uh, you know, could blockchain help to solve that? And, you know, I think that's one area to watch. Um, and then, of course, the one that that everyone likes to mention, of course, because of the uh, Bitcoin tie-in, and that's data monetization. So if you have consent for very specific pieces of data, if that data is used by someone, then you could also track its usage and reward someone for having their data be used by a researcher, by pharma, by whoever it might be that is willing to pay for that data. So, you know, right now, I've, I've often said that, you know, how much is a record worth individually? And everyone says, well, on the black market, it's $50. It's like, well, that's with someone who wants to do something nefarious, right? Uh, you know, if, if we really got down to it, we might discover that, most patients' data is worth about 10 bucks or something, you know? And, and so like, okay, yeah, the pharma company will pay you, but you know, and the reality is $10 across 300 million people in the US equals what, you know, $3 billion. So, you know, they'll pay a lot for it, but on an individual basis, it's not that valuable. Uh, but, you know, could the blockchain discover what data is valuable and reward those patients whose data is valuable? I think maybe it could be interesting and, and they can even give it to them as coins, which can be transferred to Bitcoin, which really becomes cash. So that, I think that's another interesting area, you know, as, as far as identifying what data is useful and who's using that data that, you know, and being able to reward the patients for access to their data. I love it. And I hope that day comes soon, John. But that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you to all of you who tuned into this episode of Healthcare IT Today. For more details about our show, check out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com and share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com. 
or on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lin. Thanks for listening and have a great week. (laughs)